0: Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us turn our vision toward our Lord. This is the 79th chapter of Julian of Norwich's long text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax, let your attention settle. And I invite you to open your heart to these words. I also received greater understanding in this matter. When God showed me that I would sin, I took this to apply simply to myself in particular, for it meant nothing else to me then. But through the great and gracious comfort of our Lord, which came later, I saw that his message applied to mankind in general that is, to everyone who is sinful and shall be until the last day. Of these I am one, I hope, through the mercy of God, for the blessed help which I saw is ample enough for us all. And here I was taught that I should see my own sin and not other people's sins, unless it is to support and help my fellow Christians. And also in this same showing where I saw that I would sin, I was taught to fear my own instability. For I do not know how I shall fall, nor do I know the size or seriousness of sin. I longed and feared to know that, but had no answer to my question. Also at the same time, our kind Lord showed powerfully and certainly the endlessness and unchangeableness of his love, and also how through his great goodness and the spiritual protection of his grace, his love and our souls shall never be parted through all eternity. And so in this fear, I have cause for humility, which saves me from presumption. And in the blessed showing of love, I have cause for true comfort and joy, which save me from despair. All this friendly showing of our kind Lord's is a lovely lesson and his own sweet, gracious teaching to comfort our souls. For he wants us to know through his sweet and familiar love that everything we see or feel within or without, which is contrary to this, is of the enemy and not of God, for example, if we are moved to live or guard our hearts more carelessly for the very reason that we have knowledge of his abundant love, then we must take great care for if we have this impulse, it is flawed and we should loathe it. It is nothing like God's will. And when we fall through frailty or blindness, then our kind Lord touches us moves us and calls us. And then he wants us to see our wretchedness and sinfulness and acknowledge it humbly. But he does not want us to stop at this point, nor does he want us to be very anxious to accuse ourselves, nor does he want us to be inwardly miserable, but he wants us quickly to turn our thoughts to him. For he stands all alone and waits for us, sorrowing and lamenting until we come, and is impatient to have us with him, for we are his joy and his delight, and he is our balm and our life. When I say that he stands alone, I omit mention of the blessed company of heaven and refer to his function and his works here on earth according to the nature of the showing. Some of us may be given to wallow and stew, and I wonder if it's something like as addressed in Matthew 6, where the hypocrite walks around with a door face lamenting himself. Julian and God urge us instead not to be bogged down by memory of our sin or to get stuck in the mire of misery, but to assure ourselves, as God, the truth assures us, that we are forgiven and whole, and to redirect our thoughts and our dwelling to that truth, that gazing on God's glorious visage, just as often as we need. Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.